It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. From the NFL Combine in Indianapolis, I am Mark Grody for the Daily Score, along with our executive producer, Ray Diaz. I saw Caleb Williams at the Combine on Wednesday. There's been so much surrounding him in terms of will he do the the interviews with the media. We know that he'll interview with teams, which he has done now with the Chicago Bears. He did interview with them. We are not privy to the details. When we do talk to Caleb Williams on Friday, maybe we could ask him some of the details and figure out what was talked about and discussed. One thing that has become clear, though, about Caleb Williams is that he will go anywhere that he is drafted and will not make a fuss about it. There was concern that he might not want to go to Chicago because Chicago is where quarterbacks go to die. And, you know, he, he didn't want to mess with that. But that is not the case. He told Pete Thamel of ESPN that he is down with the Bears. He is down with with whomever drafts him. So my guess is, is that he will speak on Friday. And then when he speaks on Friday, we will hear all sorts of nice things about the Chicago Bears out of Caleb Williams. So I, I was one of those people that was worried, too, when I saw those stories and those reports. And there still are some red flags on Caleb Williams, um, you know, in terms of uh, his his size. And is he that generational quarterback? And, you know, just with some of the things that were reported. So that's all stuff that will get cleared up with Ryan Poles or already has been as we're recording this. They have met and they have spoken. So going to be interesting on Friday to hear what Caleb Williams says. But yeah, it's all, I mean, the dots continue to connect to Caleb Williams as the Bears' next starting quarterback. Moving on to a guy who I've gotten some really good stuff from over the last couple of years, Chris Sims, the son of the quarterback Phil Sims. And Chris Sims was a quarterback too, doing stuff with uh, Pro Football Talk and Mike Florio. And uh, so I took the microphone by Chris Sims and asked him about Caleb Williams. My big takeaway would be that it, it's there's not going to be a conversation about the number one quarterback in the draft this year. That's not going to happen. It's, it's, it's him. And then we can start to talk about the rest of the other guys. But there's a gap. So that's what I'll say. And then, yes, his arm strength, his ability to throw the ball at all the crazy platforms, and then his athleticism, which I think was the thing that kind of surprised me more than I realized. Man, his side-to-side movement, the way he can break tackles and make people miss in space, is a little, it's better than I thought it was just watching college football on TV. right? So there are some things there that uh, certainly are special. And if I had to get in the negatives, would be just, hey, there's two things I want to find out. One, the person, the attitude, why didn't we talk to the media, you know, some other things like that off the field that I'd want to know about. The second thing is, hey, you know, he got loose with the ball a little bit towards the end of the year. Now, I think there's a lot of reasons around that circumstance, right, where, hey, the team wasn't good. I mean, it was pitiful defense so he knew he had to do crazy stuff right even offense we're not talking about any usc people being in the first round 
In fact, no, we're the first two rounds. Great point. So that's he's he knew, oh crap, I got to do this to make us stay in this football game. So that's where if you're evaluating, you're going to see a few throws and things where you go, damn, why did he throw that or why did he make that decision? But you know, a little bit like Josh Allen with the Bills, when you're always asked to save the damn team, you're going to every now and then go, damn, I need to do this and that to help us win or we're not going to win. And I think he fell in that trap a little bit too. Which is why, no, it, no matter who, who is quarterback for the Bears next year, you better make life a little bit easier for him in terms of putting people around him, really, especially if you're bringing a rookie in Caleb Williams. Do not make this man have to do everything by himself, and I am hot, quite positive that that is in Ryan Poles' mind, too, because it's a tricky situation for the Bears. They're going into a year where, quite frankly, I don't know if it's fair, but Bears are going to be expected to win next year i'm not saying win the bundle i'm saying they're going to be expected to be an over 500 at least that is going to be the expectations for these bears so when you if you do bring in a new quarterback you got to protect him you got to protect him because you do not want to let the momentum go that the bears had last year on defense especially towards the the middle and the latter portions of the season so, you know, and that, that's a defense that's already thinking playoffs. Let's not have the same old Bears thing where the defense is ready and the offense is not. So, well, let's see what the Bears put around whomever the quarterback is. One more thing on Caleb Williams, and we talked to defensive ends today, and we're going to get into these guys as well. Um, but, and specifically UCLA, UCLA's uh, Laatu Latu, who played against Caleb Williams and was just glowing about him just just like everybody else but you know this is a guy that has played against the man and uh thinks that he is definitely the best quarterback in this draft i mean i haven't seen him a lot as a usc guy a little bit of built-in bias but we know that most of these testimonials do end up uh, matching up but on to the business of the alabama defensive end layatu latu who is by some some people consider him the best defensive end in this draft the Bears need a defensive end. Could they be thinking about taking one at number nine? Latu did meet with Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus, and he saw, seemed to, to love the game room atmosphere that they've set up. I, I did the darts. Uh, cause golf, I took a golf. I did golf for the first time in Arizona, and I, and I sucked. But um, he had me do the darts, and uh, I, I was almost close to getting the bullseye, but that, that was pretty surprising to me that they had me do that. Um, they just had me do it myself, and I, I got I got really close to that bullseye. But I mean, that that was so funny to me that they had me do that. <laughs> really, that you know, like I'm a, I'm a, I'm competitive, and you know, within the darts, I feel like you know, when they were telling me, okay, get a bullseye, like I would come close every time. So really, just you know, when they told me to do something, that I'd really really do it. Yeah. Yeah. So he's near the top of the board for sure. Unbelievable personality. Guy has overcome a very serious injury that he had a couple of years ago, a neck injury, but he's had double-digit sack years the, the last couple of years. So he is a legit prospect that a lot of people really like. I'm anxious to see where these guys line up. I'm going to have my opinions. I think that the next guy you're about to hear from, Dallas Turner, will be ahead of Latu on the draft board. I don't know if he's going to go to the Bears, but Dallas Turner was certainly talking about the Bears. Oh, uh, the Chicago Bears, they have a very, uh, they like, their, their defense is really, from what I was saying, their defense is based around their pass rushes and stuff like that. And so, like, you know, being a pass rusher on that team, you know, you get a lot of, 
a lot of freedom and stuff like that, and you get a lot of opportunities to make a lot of plays. So. Do you know much about that roster? I mean, on defense, it's pretty young. Uh, the only person I, I was really familiar with was probably Eddie Jackson, because he's a Bama alum, but, uh, but yeah. Well, love for Eddie Jackson right there, as a matter of fact. And you know how young he is. He, he has Al, uh, Alan, uh, Alan, Eddie Jackson in his top five of all-time Alabama players. I mean, we know how intensely talented Alabama is. I don't even know if I'd put Eddie Jackson in my top five. As a matter of fact, I would not. Um, but Dallas Turner, he done done it. Um, yeah, again, super – another guy with double-digit sacks the last couple of years, great size, 6'4", 250. And I know I've said this a couple – probably have said it on this podcast before, but you know, I was told that if – Dallas Turner was in last year's draft. The only defensive end that would have been better than him was Will Anderson. And it was a very good group, one of the better groups in a while at defensive end last year with several examples of players thriving at the NFL level. So that's Dallas Turner. I, I do put him uh, a little bit ahead of Latu, but just a little bit. Um, I put him ahead of Chop Robinson from Penn State, who had four sacks last year over seven games, had a, had a leg injury. And then the last guy that we're going to hear from right now, another defensive end, you probably heard of Jared Verse from Florida State, and he was asked what separates him from other guys in this uh, this class of defensive ends. I have respect for everyone in this class. All these guys are hardworking guys. I don't feel like there's anything athletic that separates me from them. There's dudes out here that are fast. There's dudes out here that are strong. I think the only thing that I have over all these guys that all you know that I had to earn was my hardworking ability. Being at Albany is something that you know made me get that. Only having one offer out of high school is something that you know, forced me to have that ability. Why were you overlooked coming out? You know, I was undersized out of high school. There was no doubting that I was 200 pounds. You know, six three. I wasn't the you know, some monstrous force, you know, I couldn't, you know, if you looked at me in high school, looked at me today, you would probably be like, what the, you know, <laughs> so, you know, I was definitely small, but during, you know, COVID, I took over, I took my full advantage, took advantage of the time I had off and just worked out. That's all I did. That's a pretty cool story too. And yeah, nothing like a little growth spurt to put a little spark and stimulation up into your, uh, <laughs> into your career. Excuse me. Um, a few other things um, on Alabama's uh, Dallas Turner, Played hoops growing up. Like, he was a good hoopster. Matter of fact, he was on a Nike team in Florida with Scotty Barnes, the superstar, the all-star um, in the NBA for the Toronto Raptors. Another defensive end, like, uh, I, the Bears do have a third-round pick. And a guy that I'm impressed with, keep an eye on, Jonah Ellis of Utah, maybe again with that third-round pick. Safety becomes important. The, the safeties will be speaking today. Um, and we were just talking about Eddie Jackson. Bears just cut Eddie Jackson, so the draft could be one avenue that the Bears look into in terms of, of that. Um, I think that's about it today. Like, there's so much more, but that's going to be it for today. Caleb Williams doesn't speak until Friday. Like I said, we get more defense and offensive linemen coming up as well. So much more to, to happen down here at the Combine. But uh, that's going to be it for now. Thanks to Ray Diaz, our executive producer, for, you know, producing the show. I am Mark Brody, and I will talk to you tomorrow on The Daily Score.